I believe my purpose on earth is to serve and the opportunities that I have been given here in America. I have a responsibility to give back, to give back. And I take that responsibility very, very serious. Welcome to the Good Around Us podcast. Here we share stories of people spreading good in their communities. I'm your host, Stephanie Keeley. Therese Wright has an energy that is warm and a spirit larger than life. Originally from Belize, she lives in Lexington, Kentucky, where she has devoted her life to the service of those around her. She founded Sisters Road to Freedom, a nonprofit organization designed to meet the needs of vulnerable individuals and families through workshops, personal connection and assistance, as well as a food and clothing bank, which serves over 100 families each year. The organization is run completely by volunteers. With that, let's jump into the conversation. Therese Wright, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. I am honored to talk with you today and to learn about the good work you're pouring into your community. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk to you today. (laughs) Yes, yes. Energy exudes you, and that is one of your gifts, one of many gifts. Well, let's dive in. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your story? (laughs) Well, a little girl with a big dream. I am originally from Belize, (laughs) and I had a dream. I wanted to be better and do better to help my family and also to help my fellow Belizeans. And so in 1997, while working at the Supreme Court of Belize, I went to the Chief Justice and I told him that I wanted to get a scholarship to study law. And I will never forget. He looked at me and he said, no. We need you here. I am not one to ever give up on a dream. And you would not believe it that the very next week in our local newspaper, Spalding University advertised for students to have an opportunity to apply for admission in Louisville, Kentucky. (laughs) I thought... For sure, that was the door. I remember going home and telling my parents about it. And my parents said, go ahead, apply. We support you. Mm. I always say my dad is one of those persons. He was one of the first persons that I ever heard said, yes, you can. And that's what they told me. And so I applied to Spalding University. I got interviewed. You know, I had to do the application process just as with any um, American student. And um, I got admitted. 
not only did I get admitted to the university, but I received a full academic scholarship. That's how my journey started. And while at Spalding University, I worked, I worked three jobs, going to school full time, plus working three jobs. And every time I got paid, you know, I would send home money to, to my family to help, you know, with my, um, with my daughter and also to help, you know, my, my parents. And that was the door, I believe, that, that, that catapulted everything in my life. Um, I continued my work of community service. Um, even in high school, I received an award for leadership and community service. I believe that's my purpose in life. And so I worked really hard. And, um, you know, as they say, you know, that's where everything, you know, <laughs> The rest is history. So what led you to founding Sisters Road to Freedom? Well, I was a speaker at a women's conference called Your Scars Are Beautiful to God. And I remember preparing for this conference and I had everything written out. And as I looked around the room and as I was speaking, I realized that, you know, there's something going on there. And... I completely went away from what I had written and I was compelled to give my testimony of the things that I have overcome, abuse, low self-esteem, shame. And at that point, Women were agreeing and they were saying, wow, I went through that or this happened to me or I never spoke about my abuse. And these were women from 20s all the way up to the 70s. So it was across the board. And it was there that I realized that women have so much that they go through that they don't speak about. And that's how I received the vision for Sisters Road to Freedom. Because I realized that I have to help women get free, get free from their past, get free from bondage, get free from shame, get free from guilt, get free from anything that has been holding them down. So what does Sisters Road to Freedom do? Who do you serve? What, what, what does the organization do? So we started out in 2010. And we started as an organization just for women. That's where Sisters <laughs> came in from. You know, um, so we started out just women doing empowerment workshops and conferences. We held domestic violence um, workshops and conferences, financial workshops to help women. Um, we, we did a variety of workshops. Then we realized, okay, well, we're working with women, but then these women have daughters. And so we started a program for women and their girls and their daughters. 
where we brought in experts to empower and to teach and educate mothers and daughters, you know, on a variety of, of subjects from education to financial to, to health across the board. And as we continue to develop programs to meet the needs of women and girls, we realize, okay, well, some of these ladies have boys, some of them have husbands, or some of them are in bad relationships. And so we have to tackle the whole family. And so we started doing programs for the whole family. Sisters Road to Freedom also have a um, food bank and a clothing bank. And we serve the whole family. So we are um, a nonprofit organization, which is providing services to families. And if we cannot provide a service, we find that agency that can assist that family. It sounds like you do so much through this organization and tell tell me a little bit about the impact you've seen how how has the reach of this organization gone out into the community oh, what are you oh seeing oh my goodness let me just tell you one of the stories that i will never forget in terms of our summer program molding of generation z so we worked with dr omar who was the director of the UK Adolescent um, Clinic. And a mom had called me with some issues regarding her daughter. And I picked up that phone and I called Dr. Omar and I explained to him what was going on. He said, tell that mom to come and see me, to bring her child and come and see me the next day. We are providing services. If I didn't pick up that phone to call Dr. Omar, I don't know where that young lady would have ended up. In terms of the food bank and the clothing bank, I have people who call and say, I have, I've just been hired at this restaurant and I need to wear some black slacks and white shirt, but I don't have any. Come on in. Come and, and see if we have your size. And we have had people who have received clothing where they may not have had the financial means to go to a store to buy a pair of black slaps because they're just getting a job, so they haven't had a paycheck. In terms of food, our services are free, and we also serve humbly, and we also think about people in need that we do not require no 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 paycheck stub we don't require oh you need to bring in your id oh are you at 100 and per uh, 150% at the poverty level no why because food and clothing are basic services all are welcome at the table all are welcome at the table you, because you never know someone's situation. I have been a single mother, so I know what it means. Yes, I work, but that way with the bills, with, with unexpected bills, things come up in life. 
You're not begging. You just need a hand up. Just need a hand up. And that's what this organization does. We give people a hand up. I love stories about empowerment. I I love that organizations are really prioritizing how we're empowering others and how we're educating as a means to solve some of the problems. Um, but, but what I think is really beautiful about Sisters Road to Freedom is you empower, you give agency, but you also understand that sometimes people need a meal, a shirt. And so it's all, it's all sides of, of the support that we can give in our communities. That's yes. beautiful. When, when we have the funding, we also assist with emergency utilities. We don't want anyone's lights, electric or water or gas to be disconnected. So we help in those areas. And again, when we don't have the funding, I get on the telephone and I call community action to say, hey, what do you have going on? I have someone who needs assistance. What is it that they got to do? Who do they, who do they need to come and see? And, and those are the things that we do. And that's how we impact lives. We, you, you know, I, we have volunteers, even after the food bank, that they take food. I take food to go and deliver to widows, to the elderly, to single moms who don't have a transportation to come to the food bank. So how does Sisters Road to Freedom do the work that you do? You have several programs. How is your organization running? We are, I I always tell people this, we are a grassroots organization. We are a 501c3 nonprofit officially, but we are a grassroots organization in terms of we are ordinary people doing big and extraordinary work. So I have a team. I have volunteers. I have people who believe in the vision and the mission of this organization. And they say, hey, what can we do to help you accomplish this? And so, you know, that's how we uh, uh, achieve all this. Um, We have little financial resources. For instance, with our summer program, well, that is, is, is through a grant. I write a grant through Partners for Youth. Sometimes we don't get the amount of funding, but you know what? We always find a way to do an excellent program. We make sure that that kids get their back-to-school supplies, their backpacks, their, their, their notebooks, their pens, pencils, whatever it is that they need. And we do this through grants. We do this through our own finances. We do this through fundraisers. Um, you know, sometimes we may get a hundred dollars in a fundraiser, but that's a hundred dollars more than we had. And so those are the ways that we make this program happen. And I am one, I am not shy about calling people to say, Hey, I need your expertise. Can you come and speak at this event? 
can you give back to my organization? Just like with our legal clinic, it's a free legal clinic. But this attorney, he believed in the mission of Sisters Road. And so he has been doing this legal clinic for us since 2013. Since 2013. So that's how we are able to do the work that we do. Therese, have you heard, do you have things that others have shared? Do you have any any um, clips from people who who have received from Sisters Road to Freedom? Yes, I certainly do. We, um, we receive messages all the time, regularly, from people that we have helped. And this one in particular, I would like to share. This is a message that I received from a lady, Patricia. And she wrote and said, you and sisters wrote to Freedom Food Bank have been such a blessing, both pre and post pandemic. I want to thank you for letting my daughter and I have the excess fruit, vegetables, bread, and milk every week. My daughter has been able to help so many people to make ends meet. She distributes the food to senior citizens, people with long-term illnesses that are unable to get out and about on a regular basis, the homeless, veterans. Everyone is so appreciative because they truly are in need of the food that is delivered to them each week. Thank you for your vision and dedication. May God continue to bless you and increase your territory. This was a message I received from a lady who comes to the food bank with her daughter and they in turn take this food to others in the community that are in need. It's very powerful. And if you could wave a magic wand and find two things, let's say, that would make the greatest propeller forward for Sisters Road to Freedom so you could serve more or serve deeper, what would you do? What would you ask for with that magic wand? Oh my wand? goodness. I am actually seen. I am actually waving this one right now. <laughs> I know you are. Um, two, one, we need our own space. We need a suite or we need a house. We need an office building. We need a space. We are very grateful for where we are at this time. We are serving through a church. The church has allowed us to use two rooms in their building. Well, it's not enough. It's not enough based on the number of people we serve, and it's not enough based on the services that we need to give to the community. We don't have a space to store anything. So that has prevented people from donating to us. We don't have storage. So we are desperately in need 
of a space and preferably right there, <clears throat> I'm sorry, right there in the Wood Hill neighborhood. It's a perfect location. It's on the bus route. And, um, you know, we are already established in that area. And there are several buildings that are vacant. So we, the second thing, we would need a donor or donors who believe in the work and the mission that we are doing and would say, you know what, find that building. We have you covered with this rent. <laughs> so those are the things we need because truly we can serve every day. Because we would be getting food from God's food pantry. We would be a partner agency with God's food pantry. I have had other companies that have reached out to me that would want to donate food from their companies, but we don't have the space. So space and donor, a donor, a generous donor or donors. And I know that there is someone out there I know there is someone out there. Therese, your passion and your persistence is just poured into serving others. And I want us to talk about that. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk more about you. Therese, I really want to dive into the heart of what you do and why you do what you do. Um, you are such an inspiration. So, you know, in this life of service that that you lead, what what motivates you to lead like you do? What gives you the courage um, and the spirit to live in this way? I believe it's my background, where I'm from and how I grew up. My mom and my dad were laborers and there were many days they needed help. And we had people who helped us. We never went to bed hungry because someone helped us. And I have not forgotten about that. I believe my purpose on earth is to serve others. And the opportunities that I have been given here in America, I have a responsibility to give back, to give back. And I take that responsibility very, very serious. And that's why I do what I do. I believe also that people, when they see me, when they hear me, when they hear my story, that they will know that they can do whatever it is that they want to do. They really can. And that's the reason why I do what I do. I got to give back out of responsibility and out of who I am. God has called me to be. I'm, I'm a servant. I was listening to something today, a conversation about how your purpose and calling can change throughout your life. And, you know, even if you have this underlying calling of service, but, you know, the purpose can, you can be called in and out of things throughout your life. And it's, 
what I see in your story is how you've followed a calling in different ways throughout your life as you've as you've seen those those whispers and those those callings shared. And that's really special. At 16 years old in Belize, I had two dance groups. As I said earlier, in high school, I received a leadership award. I was one of the first students at my high school to be a part of the student government. I, I, I believe leadership is leadership and, and service are two gifts that I have been given, that I have been blessed with. And I don't want to be one of those persons that just sit on the gift. <laughs> I want to use the gifts and I want to use the gifts well. And this is why I do what I do. And also, you know, like I said, when you have lived something, you, you can relate to other people. When you have lived through some things, you can relate. Um, I always say not just because someone needs assistance means that they're looking for a handout. That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about at all. And this is why I do what I do. And my volunteers, they understand how you are supposed to treat people. You know, th those are the things that, that really push me. Yes. I love how you distinguish between a hand out and a hand up. When you were talking about your food bank and your clothing bank, you, you said sometimes people need a hand up. And how that's different from a handout. And I just, I think that's so beautifully spoken. So do you have any advice for people who want to spread the good around them? Who maybe feel called for service um, and for leadership and they just don't know how to get started. What's your advice? Just do it. Just do it. That's how, that's how I started. Every time I want to do some good, I just do it. I don't wait on anyone, even up to now. Some days I serve alone, but I'm doing it. Don't wait for anyone. You don't need to have tens of thousands of dollars to do good. Go knock on your neighbor's door. Hi, I would just like to bring this for you. I thought about you and wanted to give this to you. Just do it. I like that. It's simple and easy to we follow. We don't have see giving and serving is not complicated. If there, you know, you may see some cans on, on the sidewalk. Get a picker, get a garbage bag, and just that's serving your, your neighborhood. You don't need to leave your neighborhood with litter. Just pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> See it, See, do, do it, it, as yes. I like to say in my day job. Right, right. You know, um, you really have to, when, when you care about your fellow beings, 
Because the more we wait, oh, I got to wait until I get a building. Oh, I got to wait until I get grant funding. Oh, I got to wait until, no. Then so, so you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. No, just get up and do. Let me tell you something. When Sisters Road started out, we had our clothing bank at the Lexington Public Libraries on the Northside Library, at the Village Branch Library. That's where we held our clothing bank. We didn't say, you know what, we're going to wait <laughs> until we get the space. No. Why? Because there are families who are in need. So you just do it. Just do it. I love that. One of my favorite um, questions for people is about a quote. So what is a quote that you love? I will tell you this. When you love what you do, it's not a job. It's a joy. When you love what you do, it's not a job. It is a joy. It's a joy. That's right. That's right. Therese, who who is that quote by? I have no idea. I just, I, I made it up. <laughs> it's your quote. <laughs> I love it. I made it up. It's a joy to serve. No amount of money can pay you to do good towards others. No amount of money. It's a joy to serve. serve. (laughs) Thank you so much for sending us out with that Teresaism, that inspiration, that laughter. It's a joy to serve. It's also a joy to spend some time with you today. And thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to talk a little bit about Sisters Road. Do you feel that? I definitely came away with instructions to just do it. Go out and do the good thing you're thinking about doing. If you want to learn more about Sisters Road to Freedom, follow Therese or donate to the cause, go to sistersroadtofreedom.org. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Good Around Us.